This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Sometimes I feel like the, the pressure that comes from outside to bring players in makes you feel that you should do, do it for the sake of it. But actually, my style is to actually say, no, we can only bring players in who we think are going to make a difference. I don't want to be bringing players in who are not going to have an impact in the team or could give us something in the team because it's wasting the money. It adds to things which you may already have. So I'm desperately trying to get people who I think could do something for the team. And that's not easy. As well as that, not making any excuses for it. I mean, I come in a day before January, I think, and trying to pick up on recruitment and trying to find out about players uh, is, is not, you know, it's not that easy. David can do that, definitely. That's out of question. He is the man, he is the man who done it before. He is the man who has that. 100% here, his staff can do it. The players has to do it. And they've done it before and they have to do it. They have to do it now. But now it's, 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 it's who is very important is the crowd. Is the crowd to recognize the situation and uh, to be behind the team, to be behind the club, to be behind West Ham. Because they are, they are crucial now. They are crucial now. Off the ball kicks off now on BFM 89.9. West Brom boss Slaven Bilic and before that David Moyes uh, of West Ham United. Uh, the weekend's bony Fidey uh, FA Cup shock. Actually, there weren't very many. Uh, what's up? Kong Hei Fat Choi and all that. Uh, Cho Sam, third day of Chinese <laughs> New Year. I'm here with uh, non-believers. <laughs> Cam, Cam Razlan is here. Hello. Hello, hello. Cam. Uh, Kishnan is also here. Hello, hello. All right, Kish and Nicholas Anil. Hello, Roth. Uh, tweet us at BFM Radio. Follow us on uh, social media. for It's BFM Football on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Uh, FA Cup fourth round. That's what we're talking about. And uh, West Ham nil, West Brom won. I actually watched, uh, watched this game. And West Ham put out a strong side. David Moyes, he's a seasoned manager. He, he knows that a good cup run will get a lot of fans back on his side. And I guess that was the plan for what yes. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I um, What I took from this was, you called it a shock. Was it a shock? It, well, it well, was, West Ham had been in it was, I, I know, but it was still a strong, it was as strong a West Ham side as you would pick for a Premier League game. But against, West Brom played their second stringers. Yeah, I mean, I looked, I looked at this West Brom team and I expected... Um, Slevin Bilic to actually rest more key players, but you had players like Charlie Austin, you know, um, Hegazi was there, Chris Brunt was there, and just taking into context uh, the uh, mission that West Brom are on now to qualify uh, back to the Premier League, uh, you would expect um, um, a different side, but, you know, really credit to them, they took the game to West Ham and they were thoroughly uh, deserved winners. Uh, West Ham, for all their, their players and all their talent, they barely had a peep at goal. Hmm. Kish, when, when, when the two Davids last sacked David Moyes, um, I can't remember what, 2016 or 17, they, they, their statement was the fact that they, they obviously thanked David Moyes for all the work yeah. he's done. But they, they said the vision wasn't the same. And yeah. then what? You Suddenly you, you go back and you get him back again. A lot of the fans aren't happy about that appointment, are they? I, I've always been... I mean, I've always felt that David Moyes has 
is um, has had a lot of problems at different clubs he's gone into. Um, he's a good manager that's obviously a reputation has been tainted by the Man United stain. After that, he's walked into difficult situations at uh, places like Sociedad, at Sunderland. Uh, but... And whilst I've always been uh, like you know defending David Moyes uh, and and the places he has gone to, I think this time around it's a bit difficult to do that because it's it's not just a bad appointment for West Ham. Uh, it could possibly be a disastrous one for yeah. David Moyes himself yeah. Yeah. because when when he was um, told to leave the club after keeping them up. A couple of years ago, maybe even last was it last season? No, a couple of seasons they ago. Said yes. They didn't share the correct. same vision. Uh, uh, correct. So <laughs> if if the club has made it clear that you're not good enough for them, and now they're coming back to you, and what do you think the mood in the dressing room will be like? A lot of these players were there a couple of seasons ago when the owners and the board made it clear that the manager wasn't good enough, and now they are suddenly being told that hey, this is the guy that's not just going to keep you up, but it's going to revitalize your form in the Premier League, which at the moment, looks really, really difficult. Well, that, yeah. that's all West Ham fans have to look forward well, to yeah, now. Because maybe this is a sign of a chastened, humbled West Ham that have actually begun to understand their position in life. Bob, Bob was pointing out on Friday how it's all gone wrong. They, they got the stadium on a free, basically. Yeah. Uh, the, the refurbishment was and, paid and, by the people. And they had the option, they considered it at the very beginning, to knock it down and rebuild it, yeah. which they really should have taken uh but sadly they've taken and now the fans are not happy i mean i'm reading some of the the, the comments and sort of some of them are getting a little bit more used to it but yeah. it's still generally an happiness. It, you, even if you look at it from the point of view of david moyes right we just spoke about he walked into a difficult situation at sociedad things at sunderland weren't great he walked into a sinking ship and you get that feeling at West Ham at the moment that it almost feels like a sinking ship as well. Because off the pitch, you, you've got the, the, the whole situation with the stadium. Fans no longer feel at home when they go uh, to, to, to their ground to watch home games. But even within the squad, on the pitch, yeah. transfer decisions has been a complete mess yeah. over yeah. the last couple of seasons. I think that so, they sacked their, their director of football. Exactly. They? So yeah. you're, you're in a situation where if this does not go well, or if it goes wrong for David Moyes, um, it's game over for his career. Meanwhile, uh, Slavin Bilic looks like a rock and roll star. He really does look like an aging rock and roller. West Brom go into Monday night's draw. It's Monday night UK time, so it's like early Tuesday morning. We'll post the fifth round draw on our BFM Football Facebook page. Could, could, I, could I ask a question about West Brom? Because I don't watch that much champion. I don't watch any championship. Um but I was looking forward to watching them because, uh, you know, high flies, and I've been hearing good things about them. And then there were a lot of changes. So I was impressed by what I saw, but there have been changes. Yeah. And Keisha, for instance, especially you, you watch a lot more of the, the championship than I do. They, they this faded. A- they faded lately. Yeah, they have. They, they were actually leading the, the league by some distance, uh, but they are winless in, what, uh, seven matches, and uh, the chasing pack have closed down. So this is a, actually a, a huge win. Uh, for them, it, it may yeah. be a sort of an unwanted win because it's another fixture list uh, coupled with all the championship games that are going to come in. In the championship, we've seen things like that. We've seen teams like West Brom lead for most of the season yeah. and then just fade away in the last six weeks or so and it's never, not even make the top six. I think the, the fading away bit, it's not only um, with West Brom at the moment. I think Leeds themselves yeah. Leeds are have faded, faded away. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, seven yeah. games, five yeah. draws in seven games. Yeah. Man, they they missed two penalties the in yeah. the last game as well. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's it's... it's 
not all good for the top two in the championship. We should do a championship show yeah. one day. We really should. But on with the FA Cup. Uh, Jose Mourinho said pre-match what he didn't want was another game for Tottenham Hotspur. And what did he get? He got a replay because it was Spur- uh, Southampton won. Spurs won. I thought Southampton were well worth the equaliser. Yeah. Sofian Buffal who was derided for most of the game, actually. He was, it was grumbles every time he got the ball. He missed up, messed up quite a few moves. But lovely strike. Good goal. Well-deserved draw. And Hassan Huttle at Southampton is, is doing good, isn't he? Yeah. This is the turnaround story of the season, really. I mean, mm. what other club would have given him a second yeah, chance? No one. Yeah. Weren't they 8 nil by Man City? Leicester. Didn't they have a big one as well? Southampton was a big loss as well, I think. Six or seven. No, Southampton lost to Leicester 9-0. Yeah, 9-0. Oh, 9-0. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Anyway, carry on. But, uh, you know, well done to them. Is this, a, is this a story that other clubs should be following? I mean, sometimes you really do have to cut your losses. But Hassan Hootle is a man with a, a plan. Uh, But it's the board that have stuck by him. Yeah. Imagine after that 9-0, right? Yeah. I mean, he was courted uh, from from Germany last season and it took some time for him to adjust. When he came to the Premier League, Southampton was struggling. He steadied the ship. They finished somewhere in uh, mid-table. And then uh, this year, it was back to, you know, uh, they looked like they were sinking. But but the players remained the same. You know, they had the likes of Hoybier. You know, they had Valerie. They have all these uh, academy players that, that were snapped up by bigger clubs at one point. And it's just a matter of him trying to revitalize them. Um, and, and yeah, just by the manner of how they, they made the comeback against Spurs, it was magnificent. You know, you look at Danny Ings. He's the man leading yeah. by example. So he, many missed chances. Yeah, yeah. And, and he had that awareness to make that cutback. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Funny, isn't it? Once upon a time, we would have, you would have said exactly the same thing about Jose Mourinho <laughs> uh, squad at Chelsea, say. But, but <laughs> good things about Spurs in, in this game, I thought Lo Celso had his best Ooh. game. Um, he, uh, Jose came out and said we're, we're going to make his move permanent, right? He's had a difficult start to his career. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he arrived, he came in with a lot of hype because last season he absolutely killed it in the first half of the season at the very least with Real Betis in, in La Liga. So when he came in on that loan deal, I think there was a lot of expectation for him to inject that bit of creativity, especially with rumours of Christian Eriksen leaving the club. But he had that series of injuries um, that, that, you know, that sort of hampered his start. Uh, to, to his career at Spurs, but he's had a, a regular run of games in recent weeks, um, especially under Mourinho. And I think with strengthening rumours that Christian Eriksen is on the verge of signing for Inter yeah, Milan. Yeah, yeah. That think, hasn't helped the whole Christian Eriksen. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think that has, uh, you know, Mourinho has finally just decided to, you know what, I'm going to completely forget about Eriksen. Yeah, yeah. We're going to give Lo Celso the starring role. They, they need the still a number nine Spurs. It's quite yeah. blatantly clear. This, I mean, here they had Son playing the number nine role. He scored, but he tired and he's much more effective on the wing cutting in yeah. Son. This this goes back to... Moura, Moura can't do it. Lucas. When, when yeah. when Pochettino was was <laughs> still with Spurs and you know everyone was complaining about the fact that he only had that crop of players and there wasn't anyone that he could bring on from the bench you know he didn't have depth in his squad and it looks like it's the same story all over again. You mentioned that Son was playing in that number yeah, nine role, yeah. and towards the end of the game, he was pretty much walking, you know, hmm. uh, because simply because Mourinho didn't have anyone that he could bring off the bench. Uh, Lamela is not a centre forward, yep. uh, so so isn't uh, Son and also Mora. And yeah, we I, came out. 
find, I find it amazing that so many top clubs now are, are actually actively looking for a number nine with one week of the transfer window <laughs> left to. Well, to how, yeah. how many? How many other are there? Exactly. Well, how many, many are there? Yeah. But yeah. but I mean, I'll throw a name out: Andrew Bellotti straight away. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? Like Place signing a striker know? from the Serie A is always. Always a risk. It's better than nothing. Mid-season. I mean, Cavani we'll, is, is we've there. Seen, we've seen Spurs. Um, the thing about strikers is it's all about confidence and it's all about adapting to the league as fast as possible. Um, a couple of seasons ago, Spurs signed... Uh, I can't remember his name now from the Eredivisie. Yeah, correct. Uh, uh, Jensen, was it Jensen? Jensen, Vincent Jensen. Yeah, he was yeah. the top scorer in the Eredivisie. Came here, could barely make an impact with Spurs. Last season, Brighton signed... Um, Ali Reza Jahan Baksh, yeah. the uh, Iranian guy who was, uh, I think, scored like 20 goals or something in uh, in Dutch football, but he only scored his first goal for Brighton yeah. this season. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so you you you've got strikers scoring consistently across Europe, and you can you can see Wesley, you can see uh, the yeah, new Sebastian Haller, yeah. you know, yeah. Joel Linton. Joel so it's, Linton. it's not yeah, an easy when, position. When will people to feel? realize that Eredivisie goals are like dog years? <laughs> <laughs> It's seven to one, ten to one ratio. But speaking of Bellotti, Matt Bellotti, once upon a time of this show, I've been watching his uh, tweets as a Spurs fan. He's very unhappy, and I think Spurs fans are. His and he's got the same old typical Spurs lament. He says he's very happy if Spurs lose as long as they've played well. And I bet if you if you pull him yeah, to the side, they've got the wrong manager for well, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're in the worst possible. Position. This is it. You pull Matt to the side now. You go listen, Jose Mourinho. Go on, tell me honestly, and he'll you just he'll be all all profanities. Yeah. You, you yeah. can't air that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right, brilliant stuff. We're going for our first break. We will continue our look at the fourth round of the FA Cup right after this. Where's the try? He's always prepared to give it a go. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Captain, leader, legend. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Hey, thanks for sticking with us. It's the third day of Chinese New Year and Nicholas Anil, Kishnan and um, Cam Raslan in the studio with me. Looking back at the weekend's FA Cup fourth round, Hull 1, Chelsea 2. I watched that game. Michi Batshuayi and Tamori got the goals for Chelsea. I like that Chelsea white kit. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it looks yeah, really... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Hull were, were pretty good. That Bowen kid. I, you can see why everyone's talking about yeah, him, right? Jared he's Bowen. A big, he's a big transfer target. Yeah, for a lot and, of teams. and a lot of teams are looking at him and, and you, you can see how he, he stood out. He really did. And yeah, it was uh, it, it's an escape for Frank Lampard and Chelsea, this one. Yeah, I kind of felt that they had it within themselves, though, actually. I, I, I thought they were not really straining too much. I don't know, maybe, maybe I was kidding myself, but they, um, I, didn't, I didn't really think Hull could, could, could uh, win the one. It, it, it was a moral-boosting win for, for Chelsea, mm. definitely, especially after you know, letting it slip against uh, Arsenal. They really yeah. needed a result against uh, a championship team. Uh, and you know, despite playing away, uh, I think uh, Lampard he fielded a relatively strong team. You know, mm. Batshuayi, Ross mm. Barkley, yeah. they were all in the mix. Uh, a little bit good fortune about the first goal, uh, but Chelsea were fairly comfortable uh, to see, to see this game through. Even the Hull, Hull, Hull's uh, goal was was quite a freakish mm. freakish goal. Um, and yeah, you know, they they move on. And it Lampard will look at this and and you know silently hope that. You know they can't go all the way because uh, well, they have they have the squad to they yeah. have a second squad good enough to go for. Lampard, Lampard and Chelsea are also one of those looking for a number nine. And looking for a bit of silverware, 
Yeah, um, yeah. I, I would imagine that Chelsea, Leicester, but um, would I'm, be I, thinking I, this is their. He's game. he's lucky, Lampard at Chelsea in in the their quest for top four. The fact that they've got a five-point cushion because everybody else is so rubbish. Yeah, yeah but they've lost more games than <laughs> Man United have. Exactly. They? Yeah. yeah they, I mean, they, they're not exactly going through. So this was a massive win. They, it, they're trying to get some form back. As it well. was. Yeah. I think what baffles me the most is Batshuayi. I really don't get this guy because on one hand, you, you like to think that he's incredibly talented. He's got the ability to be a leading marksman for a Premier League side. He went to Borussia Dortmund a couple of seasons ago, did really well in half a season. I think he was their top scorer in just four months, then got got a long-term injury and was forced to end the loan spell. Um, he was at Crystal Palace last year where he was fondly remembered for scoring a lot of goals as well. I, I just don't get why he's not been given a more consistent run out as a number nine. I, I understand that they've got Tammy Abraham, who um, I think everyone would pick Abraham over uh, Michi Bachuai, but you'd like to see a striker like Bachuai giving being given more of an opportunity in the starting eleven because he's a bit like Divock Origi in that sense. Uh, there are games where he's in and out, but there are games where he's, he just completely turns up and scores mm. a lot of goals. <laughs> so I'm sitting and wondering, while Chelsea go out there and look for another number nine, potentially to replace Olivier Giroud, who's also being rumoured uh, with a departure from the club. Uh, but they've also got Bachuai, who I think, you know, he, he is talented enough to lead the line for a lot of Premier League clubs. All right. I, I, I know I know a, a team who would love a number nine and number ten and number seven uh, is Newcastle United. <laughs> they they actually drew nil nil with Oxford United in the FA Cup, and uh, Steve Bruce criticised his side, said it was ridiculous. It was a really <coughs> strong Newcastle side. It was a jam packed St James's Park, and uh, yeah, uh, Joe Linton had two goals disallowed for yeah. offside. Um, uh, apart from that, he had a big was, miss as well. Well, it was actually the Newcastle keeper who was the busier. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Oxford they're, they're, looked like they contained Newcastle yeah. really well. You know, the biggest threat came from San Maxima. But even then, you see how uh, compact the uh, Oxford defense was. They were pushing San Maxima as much as possible to the left, and he was only uh, afforded, uh, you know, shooting from a tight angle. Uh, they didn't really uh, carve out clear-cut chances apart from that one chance which uh, Joe Linton had in the box and, mm. he, and he ballooned it over. Well, there's rumours of a Saudi yeah. takeover at Newcastle. Yeah, um, there have been rumours about takeovers over the year, but I, I think actually if you do have stacks of cash, um, a club, the club that you should purchase if, if as a brand name is Newcastle exactly. United. Yeah. 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 They have such a well loyal fan base and really potentially even more loyal if you give them something. They've got history. Yeah. They, they, they've yeah. got culture at the club. Fan base is incredible. The stadium is incredible yep, as well. 52,000. Yeah. So you, you, you've got the infrastructure ready for a big investor to come in and just completely revitalize this sleeping giant at the moment. It really is a sleeping giant. Yeah. And, and, and I think from the point of view of Steve Bruce, this must have been such a, uh, a deflating uh, yeah. loss because yeah. but it, it, if rumors of the Saudi takeover is confirmed and if that does happen. There's the secondary rumour, um, which is that he linking, won't be the manager. Which is yeah. linking Rafa yeah. Benitez yeah. with yeah. the return yeah. to the club. It's funny because Rafa Benitez's uh, football was pretty stolid. Yeah. And the fans but, but loved then, him. But, but then if you give Rafa money, that's, yeah, no, that's yeah. the sure, school sure. of thought. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. We've yeah. been talking about uh, takeovers with Newcastle, uh, linking Newcastle uh, to 
to possible for uh, foreign ownership since last season. But what was the main stumbling block that stood in the way? Mike It was Ashley. always Mike Ashley. Yeah, yeah. Mike Ashley. It's yeah. always Mike Ashley. You know, even at the start of the season, they were rumored uh, with a couple of uh, US uh, uh, franchises which uh, were going to come in and, and possibly take over. But again, Mike Ashley stood in the way, but what and always, it never happened. What always gives him uh, leverage is if it looks like Newcastle are going to survive, and I think they're going to survive now. Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. And, yeah. and then, but but if the Saudis have you know more money than sense and they can really throw any amount at it, then they can go past that stumbling block. One thing about watching the new, the Newcastle in the, in this match, it is difficult for teams who are designed for and used to playing teams that are better than them. So when they come across a team which is not as good as them, uh, a squad I think like Newcastle can actually struggle. Good point. Uh, it's a good point. Well, um, Oxford United will actually, uh, the, the manager didn't want a replay as well. Who does? So, God, so there does. you go. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's nil-nil. They will fight again in, in two weeks' time. Uh, we should mention that Norwich won their fourth round tie. It was against Premier League <coughs> opposition. Uh, it was away from home. And yeah, I mean, it, a cup run might actually help Norwich. They, they're well, adrift at the know. bottom. I think that the, the, the last team that would have wanted to have won. Probably. Well, <laughs> they they would have if Burnley had taken their chances, you know, because uh, at the start of the game, it was Burnley controlling and they, they should have been in front. They missed two glit-edge chances. And, you know, when, when, when chances arrive for Norwich, uh, surprisingly, even without Puki, You know, they managed to uh, find two goals and Puki came on as a substitute, almost got a third. Uh, but it's it's deflating from a Burnley perspective, you know, after two big wins against Leicester We, United. We've seen all these clubs, all these Burnleys, uh, Sean Dyche, Daniel Farker put out shadow sides because they don't want their Premier League yeah. teams. I mean, we, we we've said so, so much now for so many years that the FA Cup is being belittled here. It is... This season, Pep Guardiola actually a few weeks ago came out and said, listen, why don't you scrap the League Cup, yeah. the Carabao Cup, yeah, yeah, yeah. because that actually is no use. And and there's been a lot of talk about revamping the FA Cup. Like, for example, they, they're saying the Premier League clubs don't want a replay. Now, yeah. the, the replay is, is the lifeblood of your little Oxford yeah, Uniteds no, and, and but, all that, right? But, you know... Uh, Playing the match against, I don't know, Man United, that's pretty good already. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the replay is... You know. I, I, but but so, some of the ideas bandied about, for example, uh, if Man United is drawn against, I don't know, Rochdale or something like that, they Rochdale then has the choice of whether they want to play the tie at home yeah. or at Old Trafford. I, I think it should work that way, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and then they were saying some of those make, make a lot of sense. Money should be 50-50 if, if it's at the home. And when they play a lower league side, the Premier League side should always get less money, whether or not it's home or away. So, you know, they, yeah. they try and distribute the, the wealth. Yeah, but that's even less incentive for the Premier League to give a damn. Yeah, but if you get rid of, say, say, all right, say the Carabao Cup was no oh, more. Get rid of that, yeah. get rid of that. And, and you now make the FA yeah. Cup replace from round one to, okay, to maybe round four, five, mm, yeah. right? You tell Premier League clubs and Championship clubs you're now coming in from round one. You now play the full five, six rounds oh like everybody God. else. I, I don't think really? the Premier League clubs would, would agree oh. to that. Because yeah. be a, and, and I think you know, there'll be a lot of mismatch in terms of 
you know, the size of opposition that you're facing as a preliminary You have, a, you thank, have a preliminary thank, still. You get rid of all, all your, your university sides, you know, uh, your Sunday league sides. They'd send in their under-10s. They don't, they really <laughs> wouldn't want to take, yeah, it, it, take, how, take how part. How could it be revamped then? I, 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 it, I think get rid of the, the league yeah, cup. I hate I think the league fine. cup. I, I think the FA Cup has a prestige. For, I think yeah, it does. Team, yeah. For people like me growing up uh, yeah. in Asia, I was introduced to the FA Cup before league football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but Road to Wembley was what we all grew up with. It right. is it is a Brexit fantasy dream come true. I mean, it has nothing to do with Europe, <coughs> uh, nothing to do with anything, yeah. nothing to do with anything. But I think that uh, for a certain little band of teams, it is important. I, I I would say this season, you're looking at the likes of Leicester, Chelsea, Manchester United. Yeah. I think will take this very yeah. seriously. Um, Spurs, if they could pull their fingers out, it's always going to appeal to a certain band. I would like to see uh, Scotland's top two teams in there as well. Yeah, fair mm. enough. Yeah, I think that's yeah, a great yeah, shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the FA Cup still retains a lot of romance. It's just about getting... Uh, the, the biggest problem with Premier League sides is it's not that they, you know, they want to undermine the tournament. They have, you know, they have no choice. You look at the amount of fixtures that these guys are playing yeah. and that doesn't even include the amount of... If you're talking about your big six sides... 90% or 80% of the squad members play regularly international uh, on the international mm-hmm, stage mm-hmm. as well. So these guys are playing a ridiculous amount of football games on a yearly basis. Yeah, yeah. And if you have an opportunity, especially in cup competitions, to rest some of them, clubs will jump at that opportunity. And, and now, if you if you take away the League Cup, like you suggested, Ross, that reduces the number of games yeah, yeah. that clubs will have to play. And it gives them more of an incentive to play a stronger side. We'll talk about Liverpool and, and, and their exertions in, in a few moments. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, okay. Well, the idea to, to revamp the FA Cup... May... Make it happen, Ross. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> yeah. We look to you. I think I think it's, it's from uh, the next round onwards that there's not going to be any more replays. No more replays, yeah. yeah. Straight uh, to penalties. Yeah, but you, you, penalties. you try oh, and tell someone like Oxford United, although the, the manager says he doesn't want... But that the financial... Benefits. Yeah, I guess that's that's one of the reasoning to yeah. have replays, right? Is to have this uh, uh, a little bit of financial muscle for your lower teams uh, to give them a little bit more exposure, to give them a little bit more, you know, substance in terms of income, uh, and it helps them. It helps them, you know, players get noticed, managers get noticed. Um, of course, for the Premier League clubs, you know, it's it's less significant. But for some of these, from of this, uh, for some of these uh, smaller clubs like Wimbledon and all. They they were known as the the crazy gang partially because of their FA Cup success a mm. lot too long ago. So all right, yeah. well let's talk about the holders. Man City they beat Fulham four nil. Um, they become the first major European team to score hundred <laughs> goals this season. Again, it was a, a shadow City side. Good enough to beat Fulham, but then I, I guess if your captain gets himself sent off six minutes into the game, yeah. uh, it makes things over, a lot yeah. easier. Game over. But Bernardo Silva, uh, what a great player. What a goal. Uh, you marvel. I mean, I, I know Liverpool are running away with the league, but I, I get excited watching Man City play football. Yeah. Literally. Ma- um, uh, earlier in the season, it was Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think now, yeah, Man City. Yeah, I mean, they, they, it's just breathtaking. It, it some really, of the that's the word. It's breathtaking. It's breathtaking. And and sometimes you you know we 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 see a lot of these Twitter arguments and social media arguments about the need for clubs to have options uh, in the number nine position. City can go into. I mean, not not in this game, obviously, but they could easily walk into a game without a centre forward, like they did yep. against Man yep. United yep. in the first leg yep. of the Carabao Cup yep. semi. And still score bags of goals because of the way the team is set up, the the kind of midfielders that they have, and the kind of goals scorers they have all over the park. And it it was, 
I mean, it's so fluid, their football. It's, it's beautiful. They, they started this one with Sterling, Aguero and De Bruyne on the bench. <laughs> they had Foden. They had Garcia, the young centre-back. Yeah. He's 19. Eric Garcia. Yeah. He, he looks like he could be a player. You're really talking it up. And I know, I know why. Yeah, but it was over as a competition within seven minutes. Yeah. And, and but, so, but then I, I, I admire City because even though it was over, it's, City still are City. In the yeah. game, they still move the ball as marvelously as they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. They press, Whether they're, they're they chasing a game, yeah. You, you you don't see City, even in games that they're losing or they're winning by a big margin. You don't ever see them slowing a gear down. Exactly. You don't true. ever see yeah. them doing that. Yeah, and then Gabriel Jesus is is determined to score more than one, and and you you know. But Bernardo Silva's goal was yeah, that was magnificent. I don't know if if you should fault the defenders for not closing him down fast enough, but the precision. But he turned in like three circles as a defender. You're gonna be so you know what I mean. You're gonna be dizzy. And and I I didn't think he was looking for a shot. I thought looking for a pass. I mean, that goal he scored against Man United three weeks ago. You know, he's doing it week in week out now. Exactly. I mean, they've got great players. They've got Emmerich Laporte coming back now. Um, <coughs> it's too late for their Premier League defence. Yeah. But is, I, it, I, is it? Is it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. But, Champions League though? Well, this yeah. is it. This yeah. is what... Pe- and, and you've got to think, Champions League this year is, is pretty open, right? I mean, you've it got... Is. Yeah, you've got a strong Juve. You've you got a strong Inter. Um, they are playing Real, right? Yeah. City. Uh, are Inter still in the competition? Inter out. Oh, no, Inter sorry, out. Inter, yeah. Inter out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, 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 but I mean, Liverpool are still well, the team to beat. Well, this is it. Yeah. Liverpool are still the team still to the beat, team aren't they? Yeah. Well, Champions League, whatever. I think that the uh, FA Cup is theirs. Bob brought up an interesting conversation. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. He said, you know, this could be Pep's last season. You know, uh, yeah, now with the league so. done, you know, uh, the Champions League is obviously the biggest prize he's going for. Uh, FA Cup, maybe, you know, he's got one one leg in the Carabao Cup uh, final as well. Uh, and if he does win the Champions League, then what else is there for him? And It'd be well, very, very Pep Guardiola to just disappear. Yeah, yeah. but he, he's actually made it a point to say he will be at City next season. So mm. we will see. I tell you what, for sure, we will be back right after this short break. Because whilst he's there... Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Hey, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Kishnan, Nicholas Anil and Cam Raslan in the studio. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. It's BFM Football. We're looking back at round four of the FA Cup. We're coming into these Sunday matches <coughs> now. Um, I can, I can, I, I watch Man United score six goals with my kid. My, my kid, <laughs> my kid was aghast. He said, "Dad, they can play football." Uh, it was, it was all, it, it, everything was against it. It was a horrible pitch. It was a oh bog of a pitch. The, the most amazing thing is they scored those amazing well, goals Man, on that pitch. Uh, Man United came out on this boggy pitch, and their plan was to keep the ball on the ground. Throughout the game, but honestly, <laughs> before we get into the game, right? I, I I love the fact that you know the FA Cup puts up ties like this, where big big clubs have to go to you know smaller grounds and 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 try and get a win in those those stadiums. But surely that pitch was not fit enough. To Th- this was uh, I, I I actually uh, saw on social media Tranmere on the morning of the game. They literally it was like four big white elastoplasts. 
they had over the pitch, and they literally ripped it off, and you could see you could see underneath it mud, flattened grass in the mud. So it was literally it was like an orange. Uh, it was like a I don't know chocolate sludge. So what's saying? They, pulled... they they deliberately no. That was them preserving the pitch oh, right. until okay. match day. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, I, 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 Five minutes into the match, I was just looking at my friends and I was like, knowing Man United's luck, a couple of players are going to get injured in this pitch. Absolutely. Mason Greenwood, Anthony Marshall. There you go. Done. Game over. It would be game <laughs> over. Yeah, it's game over. But, and and um, okay, we've got to give Ole Gunnar Solskjaer some credit here. Uh, actually, me especially. <laughs> yeah, Ross, given your Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, um, the guy actually came into this match with a plan. He, yeah. he played five at the back, making Dalor and Shaw marauding wingbacks to nullify the lack of midfield creativity. And it worked. Worked a treat. Actually, I think uh, Solskjaer invariably does have a plan. It's just he doesn't necessarily have the personnel exactly to to really execute a fantastic plan. He just does the plan that he can get away with. I I think um, you could do an entire show on Man United alone, right? Like it, It would take an hour to dissect the whole problem. But fundamentally, I think even at Old Trafford, they get the gist of it. It's... Regardless of who you think the manager should be, Ole is not the fundamental problem no, no, of this no. club. No, it, it's it, the Glazers. It's Woodward. He's, he's symptomatic it's, of what's wrong with the club. Exactly. And, and right. it's all upstairs. And I hire, But as a, I know many Man United fans are thinking, right, seven days of the transfer window left. Yeah. We've been missing a central midfielder or two central midfielders yes. for the whole season now. Rashford out. We were we needed a number nine anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and still, no one's bought. There's a lot of talk about Bruno Fernandes deal Nothing walking away from the yeah, deal. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Five at this million point. Yeah. pound difference. You're going and and, and <coughs> you've paid off Jose Mourinho nineteen million to walk away from I, your club. I do feel that there is no point um, getting a player now. It would be a temporary fix, and then you'll be stuck with a player, and you have to start finding a new bizarre no, formation I, I, of the I next think, season. I think in midfield, especially, right? I think. Even from earlier in the season, Ole and, and the staff themselves acknowledged that there's a severe lack of creativity. At which least is two why bodies you United were linked yeah. with the likes of Dybala and yeah. or even yeah. Bruno, Bruno Fernandes earlier in the summer. Uh, and, but we never got anyone in. And now is the chance to get Bruno Fernandes in. I think the short-term fix is the one you need up front. Yeah. Because you take Marcus Rashford out of yeah. the equation yeah. for yeah. at least three or four months. Yeah. That leaves you significantly short-handed with an 18-year-old in the form of Mason Greenwood. And Anthony Marshall, who, depending on his mood, can be in and out of games. Uh, he's the most frustrating, uh, player. frustrating yeah. player to watch. Now, um, social media went a little bit crazy. Um, a lot of there's been a lot of talk. Uh, Cavani's been linked. If you believe the press, Cavani turned down a 10 million a year contract offer from Man United. He apparently wants to go and play at Atletico. Um, United are, are looking, and then the names they came up with: Islam Slimani. <laughs> Um, Leicester reject <laughs> Carlos Tevez was mentioned yeah, again that was, that was, yeah, yeah really yeah. really odd names and and then like an article came out two or three days ago Man United to employ first team scout this is it Ross this is <laughs> this is what we spoke earlier right how many good number nines are out there I think 
Solskjaer would be absolutely chuffed that he did not manage to get Haaland. You know, that was a player which he thought yeah. he could get. You know, a cu- fellow countryman. He had discussions with him. You know, I think they even spoke about the big possibility of you know him joining United and then you know it's couples. He moves to Dortmund and look how he's But trailblazing. Over I think there. I think United uh, dodged the bullet there because Haaland obviously can't play a full 90 minutes. Uh, <laughs> only two sub appearances. You know, yeah, come on, Ross. <laughs> you're just getting adjusted. Yeah, to and, it. He, I mean, and he's I, seven. I just want to make a point here in terms of from the point of view of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, right? Six months into the season, seven months now, people have been jumping on his back week in, week out. But Man United are fifth on the Premier League table. They are in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup, still in the FA Cup, still in the Europa League as well. And more importantly, if you look at this Man United squad and what they've been dealt with, um, or what they've dealt with over the last six months. Um, they are fifth without Scott McTominay being a consistent presence. No Paul Pogba. They are fifth without Paul Pogba. They are fifth now without a you know a striker that's 25 years old and and above. They're fifth. Right? They've depended on 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 Marcus Rashford, Anthony Martial, and Mason Greenwood. They're fifth. They're fifth without Jesse Lingard having scored until last night for an entire year. They're fifth with Andreas Pereira. They're fifth with Andreas Pereira, <laughs> and more importantly, they are fifth. With Fred being a far better player than he was under Jose Mourinho, it, 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 and no one yeah. ever gives Oli credit for uh, the improvement nah. that we've seen in Fred. Now, and, I, I, and also, I'd, I'd ask, what is it that you would hope to achieve by the end of the season anyway? Top four has no, to you, be. No, cannot. It has but, to but, be. It's you, just, you, just you remember, cannot. Ross. Earlier in the season, we had the same discussion, yeah, yeah. And, and we agreed that to to a certain extent. We are only hoping for top four at the moment because yeah. United are fifth. Yeah. But earlier in the season, even if United finish sixth, it's fine. Well, because this is the year of rebuilding. But, so but, yeah. So why throw seventy million pounds to simply just stay still? There's just no point. But uh, uh, the signing of Fernandez would would improve. No, Fernandez is a long term. Yeah. And yeah. get you fourth. It, it might because even if it doesn't, I'm yeah. still good to sign yeah. Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, because he's, I, I he's think much many needed, United yeah. fans would feel a peace with the signing. I think United need to make a signing. Well, a I, club of their stature because we're short. I mean, you, you look at midfield. McTominay is out. Pogba doesn't seem like he wants to play for the club anymore. You have to. So rest you're depending Fred. on Matic, Fred, <laughs> and Andreas Pereira. That's These it. are literally our only That's three it, yeah. midfielders That's at it. the moment. And it, and it seems now it's it's more of of the United targets rejecting United rather than you yeah. know wanting to come to United. You look yeah. at all these players you just mentioned, even Fernandez. We we, we should mention back to the six 0 Tranmere uh, win. We should mention Harry Maguire. What a goal! Whoa, what I've, eighty million yeah. pound? Eh? I've, I've, I've seen him, I've seen him kind of do that. Bit up to about that point in the pitch but then I never seen him actually unleash that shot <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. I mean to be fair it took a slight deflection, deflection. on his way in but it's still a fantastic yeah, I think the actual beauty was Anthony Martial yeah. and if only he does that on a more consistent this basis this is it this is it but all up until that goal everyone was being usual as frustrated watching With him Martial, yeah. but yeah. Weren't, weren't like four of the United goals in exactly the same spot in the goal yeah at six different scorers you can't ask for more than that yeah. if, this, if, you're, if you're a manager that would be the ideal <laughs> This uh, Chong. Ta- Chong. Ta- so yeah, um, Tahith Chong apparently uh, won't sign a new deal along with yeah. Angel Gomez. Now he was left out of the match day squad. I don't know who you believe. One one bit of well, social media was saying he missed training one one day. Uh, Solska sent him home. He's also turned down a fifty thousand a week contract at Man United. But here's the deal. Apparently, Barca have offered him sixty. Uh-huh. Angel okay. Gomez. I I understand that he's he's an exceptional talent, but do you ever see him 
succeeding I don't in know. the Premier League but as a five foot five player. Well, you, you look at that, and but, but then you can say the same about Kante. You go, what one of the best holding midfielders in the world, and look at how big he is, right? So you, yeah. you, you Gomez, Chong, and all those United French, they all have have a chance. Yeah. Maybe you know, you just they need. The right environment. Well, I've, right. I've located the problem anyway. This uh, Chong guy is of Chinese uh, <laughs> father, right? but the thing is, he wears the number forty-four. That's it. What <laughs> is going on there? With and with it being CNY right now, yeah. Yeah. and he's wearing red. Why is he got forty-four? That's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah, his mum's just going, Tahith, can you sort that out, please? Shameful. <laughs> oh, they won't change my number, <laughs> He's from the island of Curacao, <laughs> off the coast of the Caribbean, I think. Yeah, Dutch yeah. Antilles. Yeah, Dutch mm. Antilles, yeah. Mm. Half exactly. Chinese, incredible, eh? All right, uh, Sunday's uh, late game was uh, Liverpool, European champions, world champions, uh, going to Shropshire's finest. No, um, yeah, no offense, Telford Town, <laughs> but they are Shropshire's <laughs> finest, Shrewsbury. Yeah, and right. and and if if you've been to the town or if you know people who live there, then you will call it Shrewsbury, Shrews, and, not, Shrews. and not Shrewsbury. No, it is Shrewsbury. No, it's Shrewsbury. Okay, famous band that came from there, Tapau. Ah, yeah. ah. <laughs> so anyway, two-two draw with Liverpool. Um, sub sub came on. What's his Ooh, name? What's a sub? Though? Yeah, he, was, he, was he, he came on and and scored a penalty. He scored the the Cullen? last. Cullen or something. Jason uh, Cummings. Cummings. Jason Cummings. That's he it. Quite Sam Ricketts is is the Shrewsbury. Yeah, it, it, it was. I was surprised to see him. Yeah, Bolton, right? Yeah, yeah. Sam I Ricketts. remember him wearing the kit yeah. still. Right, you can put the kit on it. And go, oh my exactly. god, that's yeah. you there. Sam Ricketts. But um. This is the beauty of the FA Cup. I mean, we all right. So, first of all, Liverpool, a lot of people have, have derided Liverpool. They say it's a weakened from, uh, team selection. For me, it was still stronger than the one they put out against Everton. Yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> the same, but, but they had right. a few senior players as it well. It was stronger than the yeah. Everton yeah. eleven that, that, that played and won. Um, but then the replay that no one wants immediately afterwards, Jürgen Klopp said, well, I won't be taking charge of the replay. The coach... Uh, the first team coach is going to take charge, mm. so it's going to be a shadow team. Um, Good. Is that that's the correct disrespecting thing to do. the cup even more? Because that's a school of thought. I mean, everyone's going on about disrespecting the FA Cup and all that, but more the more the people within the game say things that. You know, yeah, that disinfect it. I mean, that you know, uh, put it down and all that. Like, like Jurgen Klopp immediately came out and said, I'm not going to be in charge. No, but a couple of weeks ago, Jurgen Klopp had this massive rant at a press conference where he went completely berserk about because someone asked him a question about the fact that in 2021, the African Cup of Nations will be brought back yeah, to January. That's right. And that means Liverpool could lose Sadio Mane, they could lose Nabikita and Mo Salah. Oh my god. Um, and 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 someone asked him a question about that and how that would impact his his uh, the way they look at potential new signings, right? Mm. And Jurgen Klopp just went off, and he had he made so many valid points by saying that players aren't being protected anymore; they're no. just treated like yeah. like business assets that mm. you just keep on using, and you know you try to maximize the value out of it. But at some point, these guys are going to break. And he yeah. brought examples of 
he used players like Harry Kane as an example because Harry Kane literally hasn't had a break. Yep. He's played consistent football for, 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 for England, for Spurs, across and, all four competitions. And really, we, we as fans, we, we love watching it, but can you, that, that actual, if you're an English club, that punishing schedule over Christmas yeah. and now that they're having, yeah. right? It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So you, you beyond say, crazy. And you say uh, about Klopp potentially uh, disrespecting the, the cup, but yeah, the fixture list disrespects the club. The Tranmere team that lost 6-0 to, to Man United, they had a 37-year-old who played 120 minutes of football against Watford in the replay two days ago. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Tranmere. So he's 37, so, so he, got, he got pulled off, he got summed yeah, up. It's, and, it's and getting the, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And nowhere, nowhere else in Europe. You go to Spain, you go to, to the Bundesliga, all the major five leagues, they've got three competitions. England has four. I mean, Spain has the Copa del Rey, but, um, but they the do La this pre-season, yeah, they, they start their, their season with the Copa del Rey, so yeah. it doesn't affect their league. Yeah, and right. then they have they the don't winter have the break. League. They don't have league cups. They have a Christmas break as yeah. well, about and two weeks, yeah, they and they're a, off. Two, you know, and break. Bundesliga is a 20-team uh, league. And, and th- it's weird. Uh, for me, the Premier League factoring in a break this year and having it in February. When, well, when you've got to get it some point. Yeah, but then it's just before you won the team's prime for your Champions League. Isn't that the main aim here? For, yeah, for, I, you know I, what I mean? Uh, but, but, yeah, but also on top of that, you have you, FIFA and UEFA all happily adding games again. More international. I think the, 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 the break <coughs> had to come in January, really. Really? The, yeah. I think any time's good. Isn't it? Yeah, but but then it's not really a break. It's more like an international. It's a week and a bit, and and yeah. some yeah, teams are playing. Two weeks, two weeks, well, two teams yeah. like Liverpool are going to be involved. Spurs are now going to be yeah. involved in an, uh, in in a cup replay. So it's whether or not your manager still has to work, right? Yeah. And so is your coaching staff. And um, all right, brilliant stuff. Uh, uh, our last break. Then we'll wrap up the FA Cup. Talk about the Carabao Cup a little bit when we come back. Uh, stay tuned. Where's the try? And he's always prepared to give it a go. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Captain, leader, legend. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Hey, thanks for sticking with us, uh, Cam. Uh, Kishnan and Nicholas Anil in the studio. Just wrapping up the FA Cup fourth round then. There were a couple of games on, on Friday. Um, even a, a Wayne Rooney-inspired Derby County couldn't overcome Northampton Town. That was nil-nil. So replay required there. QPR 1, Sheffield Wednesday 2. She- I remember when Sheffield Wednesday were the premier club in Sheffield. Paulo Di Canio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Chris Waddle. Chris Waddle. Yeah. 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 Chris Waddle, yeah. And, and, and FA Cup ties semi-finals, I think, always used to be played at the Wednesday State at Hillsborough. Yeah. Used to always yeah. Until. Until, yeah. yeah. Well, they are they are doing uh, fairly well in the championship, Sheffield Wednesday. They are very much capable of upsetting teams and yeah, a good result for them. Obviously. Leicester City need a run in the FA Cup. Uh, Brendan Rodgers, it will, it will justify what Brendan's doing there. They won. They threw. They beat Brentford one nil. Mighty Brentford, um, one of my favourite teams actually. <laughs> they, they're actually quite good, Brentford. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and Leicester at the moment, they've got this period without uh, Vardy. Well, he wasn't involved, but Iniacho 
Uh, yeah, left the line really I, I well. watched this game actually. Uh, they started off really well, uh, Leicester, and then uh, they just seemed to go into cruise control. Uh, Brentford had 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 their chances in the second half, uh, but but you know ultimately it was up to Leicester to kill off the game, and they didn't they didn't seem to have that that cutting edge up front. That's been a uh, thing recently. Iniacho, mm. you know, he's always struck me as a player that could have been so much more. You know, yeah. He, yeah. He, uh, Manchester City, you know that that striker's position, you know it it. Could be his for the taking. He's got he fearsome potential. He's yeah. Got, yeah, he's got. And then last season yeah. when he came to Leicester, I know he scored some wonderful goals in the FA Cup. And then after that, you know, he's just maybe, sort of breathing hot and cold all the time. It's, maybe it's about him needing to get the right manager who knows how to bring out the best. Maybe because maybe we've seen the same in Adama Traore. Yeah, absolutely. This is a player that you know. Great uh, point. Uh, yeah. While he was young at Barcelona, everyone thought he was he, he was going to be a world beater. Some even suggested he could have been an NFL quarterback. But they thought that he was not suited to their passing style. He released him and he struggled. He went to places like Middlesbrough, Aston Villa. Um, they couldn't really make a big impact. But finally at Wolves, mm-hmm. um, w- with a manager who really knows how to, 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 to you know, put him in the right positions, bring out the best in him stylistically. And, and we're seeing Adam Traore at a completely different level. And one can suspect that uh, Ihenacho needs something like that as well because... I mean, you f- you rewind a couple of seasons ago, yeah. three seasons ago, yeah. when he first burst into the scene, yeah. and everyone was thinking, "Wait, th- this this guy is going to be Man City's next number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, elsewhere, uh, funny game was uh, Coventry City nil, Birmingham City nil. So it was the tenants against the landlords. <laughs> so Coventry City, who, who ran. Uh, where do Birmingham play now? <coughs> St Andrews. Oh, yeah, I was going to say St Andrews. Yeah. Okay, so they, so the the Birmingham fans for once sat in the away section of their own stadium. Yeah. I'm sure most of them have never done that before, <laughs> because it's a nil nil. They now go back the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so no travelling involved, but there's, there's, the whole fans get to sit back in their own usual seats. Still have your regular fish yeah. and chips. Yeah, and mm. I was reading that Coventry fans are, are actually really grateful. Obviously, they've been... It's a really sad story, Coventry yeah. City. Yeah. The, their owners, Sisu, are, are terrible, terrible people. They've lost their beautiful stadium that they built not too long ago to the Wasps, the rugby team. And, and Coventry, when they won the FA Cup, that was the the match that really wasn't that the game. That right? was the game that Tommy really, Hutchinson. Yeah, got me into football. Let's see that game. Yeah, that really was amazing. Um, else, what what other Portsmouth four Barnsley two? I think Portsmouth are playing in League One these yeah, days. Is one. that right? Weren't they FA Cup finalists not too long ago? I think yeah, they Chelsea were, beat actually. them, right? Yeah, yeah, Chelsea. I think Harry was a yeah Premier League yeah. side yeah. as well, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, one more FA Cup round tonight. It's Bournemouth against Arsenal. Um, Arteta, you, you'd put in the Brendan Rodgers same boat in in that oh, uh, 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 a trophy. He now would, they would love absolutely to, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, they, and therefore they won't. Cam, you you're a huge <laughs> fan of Eddie Howe. You know, you used to rave about him a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, Obviously, yeah. this season things are a little bit different. Do you still hold him in that that regard? Um, I get the impression that Bournemouth fans still do, and they'll stick with him even if they go down. He probably missed the boat. If I, I kind of for some reason I sort of think he would have been really good if he'd gone off to the Bundesliga maybe a year or so ago. Because he was mentioned, you know, uh, as a potential um, uh, name to take over the likes of Spurs, Arsenal, yeah. Chelsea. Well, but got and, to and go honestly, and I, I agree with Cam. I think the one way for these young English managers, completely, you know, filled with talent 
for them to break that glass ceiling of not being hired by big clubs in the Premier League is for them to really just go abroad. Yeah. Yeah. Go abroad, spend yeah. a couple of seasons in the yeah. La Liga or even in the Bundesliga, yeah. make an impact there and the big clubs will come calling. The, the sad thing is we are now in 2020, in January 2020, we can see that Eddie Howe and Bournemouth, they've gone as far as they can now. Yeah. Th- this marriage is, is done. <laughs> really, yeah. right? But where? What else can he do? Right? I mean, he can keep them up this season and then what? You're going to start next season in another struggle. Yeah. And, and, You've right? got to, like, it's the same thing that, you know, risks that clubs like Brighton have taken. Yeah. When they sacked yeah. Chris Hewton, yeah. everyone went berserk. So, I mean, but Graham team, Potter has revitalized But then them. does it say anything about Eddie Howe, the fact that he's been Bournemouth manager for so long? Yeah. He, he even yeah. went back there again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if, let's say, a West Ham or an Everton took a chance and took Eddie Howe, if it and it probably would turn out eventually to be a disaster, then that would be the end of Eddie Howe, like, like, like Owen Coyle. Whatever yeah, yeah. Owen Coyle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, true. Good, yeah. good point. I mean, like you'd think, like a Newcastle <coughs> with money, and he goes over there, and and you know, well, yeah. the, 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 the new coming. The, the problem with with managers like like um, Eddie Howe is that when you go into big clubs and you get money and you start to sign these big name players who come in with big egos, big personalities. Um, it's difficult for yeah, a manager yeah, of Eddie yeah, Howe's stature yeah, to command that respect yeah, yeah. that he can so easily command at a club like like Bournemouth that it's so vital to his success at Bournemouth as well. Uh, well, for Arsenal, team news, I got easy team news, is that David Luiz won't be playing because he's suspended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be a good thing. Blessing Arsenal, in disguise. Exactly. <laughs> and I hear even bigger blessing is uh, uh, some of the others. Oh, no. And Mustafi's fit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm so sorry. Socrates, Socrates misses out. Socrates well. misses out. Reese oh, Nelson. Which means Mustafi starts. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, Arsenal need some bodies as well. We, we, we can see all these teams and we go, they all need a solid summer. Yeah, but it, it's a rebuilding task. I, I, I think no one at Arsenal expects uh, Ateta to completely turn things around 180 degrees as well. Uh, it, it, the rebuilding process is already underway. You can see uh, the shape is different. You can see improvement in players like Lucas Torreira for, for, for a start. Um, and, and things are starting to look much better. But obviously... Uh, he will need much more time, not just one transfer window, maybe even a couple more in the summer to bring in some players he like. Defensively, I don't think Arteta looks at any of the defenders and say these are you know of my standard. Mm, mm. Having you know coached the likes of Vincent Company yeah, and, and yeah. Laporte coming in and seeing the likes of Mustafi and Socrates there, I, uh, so you know the rebuilding is in process. Yeah. But there's a lot of encouragement. One of which is. Martinelli. Well, he's going to play tonight, and that's going to make me actually quite watch, interested exactly, to watch the yeah. game, right? Uh, Aubameyang is suspended, so Martinelli is 18. Could have been a Man United player. Could have been a United player. He's of Brazilian descent. He's already got 10 goals. He's in the same boat as, as the Mason, Mason Greenwood, Greenwood yeah. right? Say, so, uh, exciting. Plays on the wing, takes on players, yeah. shoots. And then you've got Saka. Who is equally exciting on the flanks as well for you, Arsenal? You see, suddenly they they because he they've kind of reinvented Saka as a yeah. left back, as exactly. a marauding yeah. left back now. Yeah, and they were they were looking at Lanvar and Kuzawa not long ago, yeah. right? And, <laughs> yeah. and now they may not even need to sign yeah, him. He has so. gone to Juventus yeah. already. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I, th- um, I think what it showed what we've been talking about this the whole show is that there yeah there 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 are this need for bodies, but where are these bodies coming from? Well, that's there's where, like there's a whole that's where scouting comes in because. I know this Scouted, but it's, it's as if like uh, they, they're the f- playing in Bundesliga too. They they could be playing in the Danish French league, league in the yeah, French it's always, league. It always used to be the French league too, and yeah. I suspect 
French League Two is not is not supplying I the tell same you quality. What. I tell and you that's what. why there's trouble. You look at players like uh, League One players. Teams who play on Tranmere's ground, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. you look for the guy who gets the most assists. There, and you, you look at him. The, the thing <laughs> Money is, ball when, when it comes to yeah, the Premier absolutely. League, they expect instant success. You know, the player has to come and immediately perform. You know, yeah. if it doesn't, and then Correct, it's yeah. ultimately the difficult part. Yeah, you know, he's built a dad. You know, he's he's built a failure. Look at look at so many strikers. Joe Linton, you know, trapped <coughs> for so long by Newcastle. He makes the big money move, you know, and then he's flattered to deceive, and now he's being failed. Uh, he's being built a, a failure. Mm-hmm. So, so is uh, Sebastian Heller as well, and uh, not too long ago, Vincent Jensen as well. So the the pressure to perform uh, for Premier League team is immediate, and if you don't if you don't uh, deliver, then mm-hmm. you know you're you're either packing your your bags and head, heading home. Well, the transfer window shuts on Friday, so yeah, time running out for the clubs. All looking. eyes on Ed Woodward. All, all, all eyes on yeah, absolutely. Uh, Carabao Cup semi final second legs happening midweek. Uh, Aston Villa playing Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Uh, it's currently Villa one, uh, Leicester one. I was reading that they might have Jamie Vardy back because it wasn't as bad as they hoped the injury uh, yeah. as they thought they would be, and 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 so he could be back maybe to start and all that. But Leicester or Villa on the verge of a Wembley final. Yeah, Leicester. Uh, they actually rested quite a few players against uh, in in that FA Cup uh, win. You know, Harvey Barnes didn't play, uh, James Madison didn't play, and you say now that mm-hmm. Vardy's back. Tillemans yeah. didn't play yeah. as well, so exactly. they have a lot of fresh legs. Yeah. And and for me, they're going to be big favorites. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers knows yeah. he's a wily. Old but yeah. Villa were great in the first leg. They were. They were great away yeah. from home. They yeah. caused plenty of troubles. They kept Leicester on on, on both feet and. And, then, uh, and and he's another player I, I like watching is Jack Grealish. He, yeah, he, I, I, he really he swashbuckling. Yeah. He wears stupid little shin pads, yeah. and he should be kicked all over the park. But he's great to watch. It's it, he's old school. Really. He's superb, superb. Yeah. That's he's he's exact. He's that. That guy in the playground at recess that, who's really good that no one can get yeah, the ball off. Yeah, he's very right? street, right? Very, yeah, very street. street. Is he uh, the new, you know, say, Glenn Hoddle who doesn't get those caps, those England caps that well, he deserves? Well, that's him and Madison. Madison. They, they, they're roughly the same. And, and that's the first, same first impression I got of Madison when I watched him um, for Leicester, I think it was last year, a couple of seasons ago, when he first signed for the club. First game. Yeah. Of the season, I watched it. I'm like, this guy looks like a futsal player. Yeah, like you know, quick feet, moving the ball around with such comfort, and 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 then you go and watch Grealish, and it's the same thing as well. Yeah, amazing. All right, the other semi-final: Man City three, Man United one. Uh, they meet again at the Etihad. <coughs> um, United, you practically can pick the starting eleven oh, already because they haven't got very many players. City rested everybody. Yeah. Aguero was rested. De Bruyne was rested. So expect them to cause mayhem. I think Sane is nearing a return mm. as well. So uh, anyway, yeah, that's your football. That's it. We're out of time. So I'm going to say thank you, Kamraslan. Thank you. Thank you, Kishnan. Cheers, everyone. And thank you, Nicholas Arnil. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, spot you Friday. Bye. Off the ball every Monday on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.